Welcome everyone to another episode of African Wealth. I am Bradley Bailey and I am joined by again by Nina Freeland. Uh, last episode I forgot to let her introduce herself but we're going to do it right and Nina can you introduce yourself and your podcast? Oh hi I'm Nina Freeland. I'm the host of the podcast the Blip on the Map podcast. You can find it anywhere podcasts are found as well as on Instagram at a blip on the map podcast and I'm happy to be here. Cool deal, cool deal. I'll put a link in the description box below. And today we are bringing everyone the topic of as a group, are we doing enough? Personally, my answer is a hard no. The reason being is economically, African people have been failing for years. The problems we face in America can be easily quelled by not looking for external forces to fix our situation and work on our own problems internally. This mindset is foreign to most African people because hopefully in this episode I can break it down. And people can understand what I mean. First off, let us look at our situation and list some of the major problems. We have no industry, no institutions that help establish a true sense of community, no national backing, and no control of our education. There are many more problems that we face, but we will just stick with these points for today. The first points are the twins, industry, and institutions, which I believe is probably the most important of the foundation of solving problems independently. Looking at the time black people were freed from slavery to today, you will see an embarrassing track record of growth. The most impressive show of industry and institutions would be Tulsa, Oklahoma, or the Black Wall Street that boasted of black-owned banks, law firms, malls, a police force, hotels, luxury shops, grocery stores, nightclubs, an airport, a hospital, and so much more. The mindset back then was different, way different, and equality was not an issue because why would it be when you had all you needed and much more from people who survived the American experience with you? Now peer back into current day society and look at where African people are positioned today. We have no Black Wall Street, we have no control of industry, no meaningful institutions, and we keep protesting the same things every year dealing with police brutality, racism, equality, etc. Nobody is really involved with gaining internal power and influence to build a better community, to build itself from injustice. We do not need to protest. It is a waste of time and breath. Going back to the basics and improving what worked in the past is the best option for the best results. This brings me into solution time. We all know what happened to the Black Wall Street, as well as Rosewood and other black successful towns. If, if you don't, then in short, they were burned down. The people were either killed or displaced. Everything was swept under the rug and no one attempted the endeavor ever again. My solution would be to learn from these failures and evolve the plan. The way we do business has changed, but the mindset of why we do business with each other should not. First and foremost, protect your assets in America through having a national backing with Africa. Building in Africa is a win-win for everyone involved. A strong Africa will protect its diasporans just as how a strong China will protect the Chinese in America if anything major were to happen, or how a strong Israel would defend Jewish persecution anywhere in the world. If black diasporans would build a base in Africa, then, other, then another black Wall Street in America could be built and evolved for current day business. Connecting Africa to African Americans not only helps black Americans economically, but the market can be expanded to include all African diasporans around the world. Bigger, a bigger market means more political power, influence, and protection. 
Now, with all that said, for the sake of time, I'm going to exclude all the other benefits and in intricacies. If you want to talk about this more in depth with me personally, then join the African e Economic Foundation's Discord. Link will be in the description. But continuing on, with all that said, why would we need to protest, riot, or and waste our breath when we can fix this ourselves? Quality would not need to be fought for because we make our own opportunity. Police brutality would need to be a thing because one, one, we should build our own local police force, and two, a politically strong Africa would step in. Racism wouldn't affect us because we wouldn't be worried about what other people think about us, and we wouldn't, and we would work to keep our own institutions. This brings me into my last point, which is education. It would be self-evident that after the industry, institutions, and connection to Africa and other diasporans are established, education would only flourish and we can focus on learning our specific history. There would be no point in having a Black History Month when every month is our history month. In closing, I will personally say that I would rather base myself in Africa and do business in America, Haiti, Jamaica, etc. But my home base would be established in a built-up African country where I know I am protected and my assets are secured from the same opportunists that destroyed Black Wall Street and destroyed progress that Marcus Garvey had built from the ground up. Working in Africa plays into Black people's strengths, and it would be foolish not to include Africa in the plan. But I have been talking too long, and we have another person that would like to jump into the dialogue. So, Miss uh, Nina Freeland, do you have anything to, to add? Um, well, you brought up several good points. I first would like to pose the question to you as to whether or not you feel like black folks should, should just like kind of just like put their head down and get to the work of rebuilding just black communities as a whole. Because you mentioned about, you know, not necessarily looking for a handout or a hand up, which I think is pretty valid. I don't know. Like, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm I'm looking at it from a different point of view where I'm not only in America, because I'm looking from a built-up Africa where I don't have to play politics with anyone else other than other Black people. Mm -hmm. So me saying me putting my head down and just continue trekking on is basically saying how America's how Americans react in their own country when they're dealing with other countries. They don't care what happens as much within Germany or the UK unless it comes over into their country. Mm -hmm. So whatever problems America has is not my problem. Unless it has something to deal with whatever country we're in in Africa, then it's my problem. Right. But, okay. But yeah, that's that's kind of my viewpoint on it because politics. I I I follow politics in Africa. I don't follow too many politics in America unless it has something to do with Africa. Um. So moving forward from that, I know a lot of people are just like helping on reparations, and I mean to be fair, just looking at just you know other countries or what have you it is due however the reality of it coming i think is just far-fetched now also i think and this is just my personal opinion that whenever black people really grasp you know the ideology of black first african first and work towards that in everything that they do I really think that's when reparations may be put on the table. I don't know. What you think about that? I would love for black people to receive reparations, but like you said, it's it's far-fetched. Look at other people who have received reparations. Those people, either they were European or they were belonging to a powerful... Black people are not really a powerful group. 
Africa is not really a powerful continent compared to Europe or, or any country that has done sub-Saharan Africans wrong. So the political side of everything, they're not really that powerful to request reparations and to receive reparations. Politically, these, these colonizing nations know that if they've done wrong to a nation and that nation can possibly be a thorn in their side in the future, they kind of get on their good side and good graces and mm-hmm. repair the relations. On reparations, I don't see it coming anytime soon. And if it does, it's probably not going to be that much. So I would focus more on building ourselves without worrying about reparations. Yeah, I agree. Because I think just when you get down to just the base level of it, it's a matter of respect. And, you know, I don't think that any European country is just going to respect any African country when you know that, like you said, they don't have the, they're not strong enough or stable enough to even be a nuisance or anything. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with that. So then going back to um, your point where you were talking about, you know, how things were back in the day during the civil rights era, what have you, um, or prior to that with Black Wall Street and whatnot, and looking at where we are today, I just really feel like people have really just bought into the lie, the illusion of individualism in America in general, um, and not, and have just completely left and turned away from community building especially you know black first african first community building i really feel like in my opinion like integration was just the final nail in the coffin to destroy the black man or black family or just black community in general and that's that's correct and if you combine that with perceived social progress it, mm-hmm. it has really affected the black community. And I mean, the, the black community really went down as far as building businesses because they didn't see a need for it anymore since they saw themselves as being allowed to take part in these other businesses. And like other people have said before me, like the white man's ice is colder. So people jumped on that and just neglected their own economic buildup. And it has affected our generations of today, which mm-hmm. they go into the faulty mindset of thinking we're part of the system, we're going to protest and make something happen for us, which I believe is not the case because nobody really respects people, really do not have any power. Yeah, I agree with So I guess my thoughts are going towards now, like, what's the time frame? Because I know even when we talk about from Let's just even talk about from Jim Crow up until now. It really hasn't. Been. When you talk about things, these things, stabilizing Africa, building Africa, moving around in the world, particularly in the West, how, do, how long do you think that it would take if every Black person just started right now? Or not even every Black person, but just the majority just says, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start, you know, everything that I do is just going to be just geared towards building up Africa, whether I spend that extra money to buy all black owned stuff. And, you know, I go that extra mile to like, you know, search and get everything that I need and just start pouring money into that. Or I take everything, take all my savings and everything and just go build and start a business or a company or corporation over in Africa somewhere. Like how, what's the time frame? Because I know as black folks in America, that is, we want to see stuff like yesterday. We are definitely a microwave culture in general. 
and you know like for the plans that you have set forth just in your mind just for what's in your heart and your vision for africa like what is like a realistic time frame i will say if people if black people actually started putting their money together start being becoming more business minded and having an investment mindset while educating themselves how to invest i would say it wouldn't take long you have a lot of money going through the U.S., a lot of opportunities in the U.S. that you could use, and you have a, a network that you could build with each other to transfer to Africa and build these towns up to cities or build these cities into mega cities and into corner markets in Africa that hasn't been cornered yet. Mm-hmm. If people focus those resources in Africa, it wouldn't take it wouldn't take too long. The only thing I would say we would be waiting on is the next generation of children coming up in Africa with a, I would say, a freed mindset that would push mm-hmm. it even further. And just build upon that. Yeah, and build upon that. That that would that that's what we would be waiting on. But other than that, building the foundation and getting everything ready and prepped to move, hopefully, into the space age. It wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It would take. It, it could. If everybody was together, it it could take one generation. However. The real time that we know is like it's probably less than one percent of us that's focused mm-hmm. on things like this. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to take a good amount of time. I would say a, a few, at least a few generations, two to three generations, to start seeing rockets going up to space and going into um, landing on the moon. You know. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, I think about all these things that I want to do when I get to Africa, and it's just a lot of time. Because I'm black first, Africa first, I get frustrated because it's just like, okay, like I really want to just like take my money and just start a small little factory making, I don't know, food processing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay, when I think about where I'm going to get equipment and everything, it's just like, okay, I got to go fuck with these Chinese people. I got to go fuck with these, you know, Indian people if I feel like I want to get just started. And I'm just like, okay, am I willing to make that sacrifice to be like, okay, just pay them whatever, get the equipment going, get, you know, some Africans in the area trained on how to work it and just build from there? Or should I really be focusing my attention and time towards trying to do everything like full black, especially, you know, when we're starting from nothing? I'll say starting from nothing, you can't build nothing with nothing. Uh, You have to start somewhere. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule out the Chinese and stuff. It's just it's due diligence and patience and knowing what is a good deal, because what we find ourselves in is not a, a lot of black people are not financially literate, don't mm-hmm. have a business mind. Even I'm still learning things. And I try and I have been and I started my first business four years ago and I'm still learning a lot. And it's just knowing and having the patience and knowing what is a good deal to engage in. I know the, the, the company that I'm starting up now we have to, we still we have to learn from other people to get into this industry and start progressing. After you get and it, like I said, it takes patience. After you get a core group of people that know what they're doing, you can start teaching these skills to other Africans. And it's just getting that good core group in first. Learn from whoever you can learn from, and then start teaching your people. And that's what we forget mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is don't don't keep and, going yeah. to them for your skills. Teach it to your people. Mm-hmm. So. Also, I know that I've been in on several forums and several like live chats, and I always come across the people who are like, "We got to be hush hush about everything." You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't just put this 
you know, out here on a public platform because the white man gonna come get us and they're gonna kill us and they're gonna bomb us or whatever or they're gonna shut it down because they don't want us to progress. And I just don't agree with that because, like you said, all right, you get your core group of people together that actually know what they're doing. It's not all the time where the people that, let's say, like your kids are gonna wanna follow in your footsteps. It just might be somebody sitting somewhere that might follow in your footsteps before the next person that you would think would. So like, how do you reach those people? How do you reach the people who are really down for the cause, who are really, you know what I'm saying, like willing to do whatever and willing to, you know, take the time to learn and put in the the hours to, you know, get it and get it right versus, you know what I'm saying, these people that are just like, hush hush have you ever met anybody like that like I see these people all the time and I'm just like we can't just be moving around scared we have to just move around yes um, you see them all the time like well what we're doing is not illegal we're not hurting anybody and everything is by the books another thing is we are navigating Africa so we're not even in America I know the African Economic Foundation we we've been trying to figure out how do we reach people and to start getting people into to the groups and start progressing as a group. I came to the conclusion that in order to start getting people's attention, you have to show receipts of what you have done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I can start this uh, construction development company, start building houses, start building neighborhoods, start doing deals with the local um, African governments and all this other stuff and start broadcasting it on YouTube and the podcast and other social media platforms, we can gain a following and that's 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 the aim that's the objective because the market is saturated when it comes to being um pan-african or pro-black or black nationalists or whatever you want to call it and people are always setting up these paypals donations and all this other good stuff and just kind of being misery merchants nobody's actually talking about solutions so we have to separate ourselves from the pack and start actually doing these things showing our receipts and and, pro- and progressing for people to be comfortable with this group because it, it's a portfolio. It's like any business. If you show your portfolio and people know the work and like the work, then they, they hire you. But other than that, uh, that's, that's, that's how I feel like we can, can reach these people that are, that are in the shadows moving and or just a broad amount of people who are on the fence. I agree with that. I think, yeah, when you come with receipts, then people are more to get on board and offer their skills to help build up the cause. I think what we're doing in the AEF is really good. I think we have a good core of people. I, I don't know. I'm just of the belief it really, like, it does not take 100 people to get something going. If you have, like, 5 to 10 good people that are willing to put the work in, that could definitely be enough to create something. So, I think we're in a good space. We're always open to growing accepting numbers but yeah i think we're in a good space to have a good group we it doesn't take it doesn't take a a thousand a million people to get something going you don't even need to ask for donations to get a project going like i said if you have that in uh, business mindset and actually know what you're doing you can get in funding from banks you can get funding from other investors if you have a network which you should if you're trying to get into business, like growing a network of people and, and trying to get with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. 
as the African Economic Foundation is a nonprofit, we do we 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 want to once we grow, we want to start getting in donations so that we could help make it easier for people to get into business and start offering grants to um, good business ideas that can help the continent out. So that's that's that is one of the uses of the African Economic Foundation to be to become an institution to help Black people grow. And on the side, the members here are creating businesses that become the industry. So right there, we have our twin, our twins, industry and institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And I think we'll get there. And I don't even feel like it's going to take so I don't know. Like, I understand the big picture, the grand scheme of things. It will take a few generations. But just to start off, I really don't think it'll take that long. We might. Because this is not only the african diasporans that are building it's also the the local africans who are there mm-hmm. who can help us build as well so with them putting their their brain power in and 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 their elbow grease and helping us build the continent i think it will it wouldn't take too much longer and then if we can grow to that point to where we are getting enough people to support the institutions the industry will grow faster industry means more jobs and jobs mean more money money means a big economy and more political power military power and so on so on for protection of this system so it all rolls into each other it's just getting that foundation started yeah good deal i think that you know this discussion will help a lot of people put some things in perspective as to how they should be moving forward to make africa great yeah and and this this is one of this is a big discussion that's needed for people to think about. And it's not that many of these discussions floating around there in the YouTube space. No, so, I don't. But yeah, that's 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 what the eight the African Economic Foundation talks about every week in their meetings. That's what we talk about every day in the Discord. So if people are interested out there, please join our Discord and join join the process. Yep, we would love to have y'all. Yep, yep, but. I think that's it for this broadcast. It was nice talking to you, Miss Nina. Likewise, Bradley. And hopefully soon we'll do this again. Sure thing. So everybody out there, good day. And we'll see you next time. Peace.